This episode of The Matt Report is brought to you by SearchWP.com and CheckoutWC.com. Listen to the episode for more information about their products and their offering. Thanks for supporting the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Matt Report Podcast. It is, well, it's Cinco de Mayo today. And uh, <clears throat> I sat down yesterday, early, to create some content. And I was going to do a video, which I did. I actually did my uh, recent update review of the Bloxy theme over on the Plugin Tut channel. I sat down, sat at my desk like I did now. It was a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day today, though it's not as warm uh, out here in New England. I open up the window and it's like, let's let's try to enjoy this, right? We've been locked in this house for 50 plus days amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. And as soon as I opened the window, as soon as I sat down to start creating content, my neighbor, two houses down, had a tree servicing company come in and start cutting down three large pine trees in their yard. And it was the loudest thing ever for a solid hour. And I powered through the um, the YouTube video, which you can hear. I, I treated the audio just a little bit. You can still hear the chainsaws and the grinders happening uh, through the windows. I had to shut the windows, obviously. But today, it seems like all quiet on the Western Front. There is no uh, visible. I'm looking out the window right now. I don't see any construction. I don't see any workers coming. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen anytime soon. So, as always, thank for, thanks for listening to this episode. It's mattreport.com slash subscribe. Join that mailing list. And, and business5000.com actually is uh, join that mailing list uh, even more so. <laughs> if you had to choose between which content property to follow of mine right now, please, if you're into uh, providing support for startups, uh, check out business5000.com. All right. We're going to talk about a few different topics today, uh, some things that have been on my mind in and around the WordPress community and in in just the web professional industry at large. Uh, we're going to go multi-dimensions. There's going to be lots of threads of fabric in this conversation today. So uh, get ready for hopefully a wild and enjoyable ride. We're going to start it off with some light duty uh, news. My friend Sarah Gooding is back. Our friend Sarah Gooding is back at the tavern and she wrote an article Chatterbox plugin uses WordPress blocks to show conversations. Again, I'll have all these links in the article, uh, the show notes for this episode. It's a real short piece, but the important part here is to take a look at the animated GIFs that are embedded on the post. Uh, and this is like a chat app. Well, it's called Chatterbox, and it's powered by uh, Gutenberg, right? The interface, uh, the editing experience of having a conversation with somebody is all powered by Gutenberg. And these are the things that excite me on the Gutenberg front. I mean, I know people are still holding on to that angst and that, um, you know, and how Gutenberg rolled out, which was never resolved. I never saw, you know, we, we never really saw a clear plan of communication, some of which we'll talk about in a little bit. But there was never, you know, that fallout of how it was, you know, sort of, quote unquote, forced into the project and it wasn't really communicated well. And, you know, Matt was the only one making decisions. And now we just, we have just lived with that, right? It is now, uh, whatever it's been, two years of this historical uh, uh, sense of the, of the project. And, and it is what it is. I mean, we don't have control. So either you either like it or you don't. You're either happy with the way things rolled out or you're not. Um, but, you know, my, my feeling is, is, 
look, when I see things like Chatterbox crop up with Gutenberg, that excites me. What's exciting to me about WordPress is still calling it the operating system of the web. And I think when Matt talks about reaching, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80% of the web with WordPress, uh, my gut tells me it, it's things like this. So he's he's waving the WordPress brand flag, right? Because he sort of has to. He's got a lot, a lot on the line to say that WordPress is the predominant uh, content management system. You know, but whatever camp you think Gutenberg has come from, automatic, uh, WordPress.org, WordPress.com, Jetpack, like whoever, whoever you think really owns that experience. Can you imagine a world where Gutenberg is an interface for iMessage, uh, Android chat, WhatsApp, right? You know, however we're interfacing with our cars in five years, if cars still exist, right? five, 10 years from now, right? Tesla adopting Gutenberg and its, uh, you know, user interface of, of all its, you know, control panels, right? And, and I, think it's, I think it's that footprint that Matt is projecting, He's saying WordPress now, but I think he has this greater plan where WordPress just evolves into this editing experience. We know it as Gutenberg today. It could be something else in the future. And because it's so portable and uh, at least hopefully in the future, effortless to integrate, you know, you're going to be able to say, or at least Matt's going to be able to say, you know, we touch 80% of, you know, interfaces and cars and internet. So that's my sort of, you know, not conspiracy, but that's my theory of, of where, you know, the adoption of quote unquote WordPress is going, right? Gutenberg is going. Whether or not Gutenberg stays the predominant name is also debatable uh, and up for uh, question, but I think that we're going to see something of uh, of this wider adoption. And, uh, you know, things like Chatterbox make it look really, really cool. Check out the article. Uh, and uh, it's it's good to have Sarah back at the tavern. Hey, before we continue, this episode is brought to you by SearchWP. You know SearchWP because if you've ever built a site with tons of content, custom post type, custom fields, WooCommerce products, you're building something for an enterprise, you're building something for a real estate agent, SearchWP is the product you go with because I mean WordPress search by default boring it's ineffective it doesn't give you the tooling you need to make a proper search uh, you know experience happen on large-scale sites or even small sites it's performant it's fast it's powerful it gives you a ton of options and I'll tell you I, I know Jonathan obviously sponsored the show Jonathan thanks for sponsoring the Matt report yet again one of the critical things is the stats, the analytics, right? With Search WP, you can look at your top searches. What are people looking for once they get to the site? I mean, my God, if you're a big, if you're consulting with a publishing company, or you are a publishing company, you're another WordPress content creator. So, what are people searching for when they get to my website? Or if you're a membership site, an e-commerce site, a, a learning management site? I mean, forget what Google's telling you right? Or not telling you. <laughs> look at what people are searching for right on your site. And you can see that with Search WP. You can look at what people are searching for. You can understand the patterns. You can make suggestions to what kind of content you should be creating. Search WP. Check it out at search 
WP.com, one license, one site, 99 bucks for the year. I mean, it, it comes with all standard extensions. You can do everything you want. And for just $50 more, you get those metrics. You can do custom results or WooCommerce integration for $149 for five sites. And listen, this is short money for powerful results. SearchWP.com, 14-day full refund policy. Thanks, SearchWP. SearchWP.com for sponsoring this episode. So we're going to start talking about all sorts of things now. So the Chatterbox plugin, Gutenberg, and how this impacts the whole ecosystem. What I'm very interested in to talk about today is an article that I saw uh, posted by <clears throat> Mark Urain, uh, the one of the designers at Automatic. He posted it on the make.wordpress.org website. And the title is Care and Influence, a Theory about the WordPress community. And this is something that I have been talking about for years. You know how passionate I am about the blue-collar digital worker who's really making an impact uh, on the WordPress adoption rate. Uh, years ago, I think Matt had said something about Jetpack being, you know, the, the reason, the leading reason why WordPress was being adopted. I was like, no, this is not the reason, you know, we had him on the show. Uh, I mean, maybe the reason in his eyes through data, but I just feel so passionate that people who build websites, right, who are also part of the community, who really care about WordPress are the ones that are the true cheerleaders, the true driving forces of of making WordPress adopted uh, at greater numbers. So, I mean, you think about like me. I mean, I'm probably responsible for thousands of WordPress websites, right? Through software that I've built, uh, through clients that I've consulted with, you know, people I've influenced to say, yeah, go ahead and use WordPress. I mean, I've talked to hundreds of people through a local accelerator, right, that I'm a, a mentor and then I've, I've always recommended WordPress. So I'm not saying all hundreds of them have installed it, but, you know, it's this compounding effect over time. And Mark does a great job sort of illustrating these types of groups. And if you, you know, I won't summarize the whole article here, but the key things that I'm sort of dialed in and is the labels of these groups. And here they are. They're leaders, contributors, extenders, users, and visitors, and I focused my attention over the weekend over that extenders and users group uh, because I think that, you know, builders, and, and we had a great discussion. I'll, I'll try to remember to link up the discussion we had on Twitter. You know, builders can influence other people, right? So there are builders, and, and, and this is the healthy conversation that we had on Twitter, was, you know, some builders just build it. They use WordPress, they build a site, and they don't really care about the community. They're the tool itself or the open source uh, initiatives and the four freedoms and, you know, all of this stuff. They just build the site and off they go. They could care less whether it's WordPress or Wix and Squarespace, and I get it. Um, not everyone maybe shares the same passion as I do or, or you do. You build the site, you love the community, you love the software, and you want to see it succeed. Um, so, you know, when I talked about that uh, on, on Twitter, I said, well, maybe... Maybe the builders should go into the extenders group because if you're a builder who's doing this for all the good reasons, you're extending the adoption of WordPress. You know, so nuances, of course, with the definition. These are obviously aren't set in stone. And uh, funny enough, I, I actually, I was so focused and dialed in on that 
the extenders group Mark actually defines. Let me just read the definitions so you, you have them. I won't read all the definitions for all the groups, but just for users. Users are people who use WordPress as their CMS. These range from website builders to website designers to small businesses or content creators. They are affected by the visitors and care about what happens when people visit their site. Users are also affected by the extenders who build things and add new functionality to WordPress. So when you look at this article, you'll see the groups and sort of these spheres and how they uh, influence each sphere next to them. And then the extenders. Extenders includes those who extend WordPress through the creation of themes, plugins, blocks, and more. They are also people who teach WordPress to others through WordPress podcasts, newsletters, and tutorials. Uh, the WordPress ecosystem is enriched by a large number of extenders. And then there's a large, broader definition. I won't go into all of that. But so I kind of feel like, well, obviously the podcast, the tutorial stuff, that's me. So I'm an extender in that section, but I'm also a user by building sites. See, I feel like users who are building sites for many, many people are doing the same kind of work as maybe just a WordPress podcaster or tutorial person, right? Because if you're doing a WordPress podcast, you are, you know, again, flying that WordPress flag. You want other people to use it. And if you're an agency and you primarily focus on just, or you're a freelancer and you primarily just focus on WordPress, well, you're more than likely you have to fly that flag in order to get more business and differentiate yourself from the pact and all this other stuff. So yeah, a little play on words. I, I don't know. I'm interested to, to, to hear what you think, but ultimately like the way that I read this article is through the lens of your typical WordPress developer, right? Like WordPress still, the community at large, and Mark works for Automatic, obviously contributes to .org uh, through articles like this and at other capacities through Gutenberg. You know, it's still this, hey, this community is very, you know, developer-focused, you know, predominantly developer-focused. Then there's the designers, you know, and then there's, you know, those would be the two sort of types that I, I see. And, and and even the language in this is, to me anyway, is that sort of developer-centric flow. And, you know, I have a lot to say about, like, you know, sometimes me f not even feeling like I'm part of the WordPress community because there's such a large portion that's super developer-focused. You know, sometimes we might live in this bubble where we think everyone's like a WordPress, you know, marketing person, business person. Everyone's running an agency. No. In fact, it's probably the smallest margin, <laughs> right? Maybe out of all of these folks. And I want to talk about that and how I feel sort of left out of the community sometimes. But before we do, check out, literally, check out, checkoutwc.com, checkoutwc Dot com. That's checkout, like you're checking out. WC, like WooCommerce, checkoutwc.com, our second sponsor of the show. Finally, an optimized checkout page for WooCommerce. Checkout for WooCommerce replaces your checkout page with a beautiful, responsive, and conversion-optimized design. Works with every theme. You know, that's the critical part. You know, you... People put together all of these sites, these plugins, these themes, and it's just a train wreck, 
right? Sometimes, right? You put these wrong plugins together. You've seen five plugins to do one thing that another plugin can do right out of the box. And you're just like, man, that's a pain point. But Checkout WC works with any and every theme. Checkout, or try Checkout for WooCommerce free. Go to the website. It's a one-click solution, beautifully designed, optimized for conversions, perfectly adaptable. Now, I can relate to this. So when you go to the website, checkoutwc.com, you can see an animated GIF here, and it's going through the paces of how uh, one can modify and customize a checkout page. Because, listen, I've been, I don't know about you, but I've been ordering uh, curbside pickup and delivery from restaurants uh, more than ever, right? Trying to keep these people afloat and try to keep my, <laughs> trying to keep myself fed while I'm stuck in the house. I, I was on a website the other day. I'm like, did they build e-commerce sites back in the 80s? Because that's what this feels like to me. I'm pinching, I'm zooming. I'm like, what? What? why Why is this so difficult? Why can't I just use Apple Pay? Checkout WC, uh, I mean, look, WooCommerce already has a great checkout experience for the most part, depending on what theme you're using. But if you're consulting with somebody and they're using this crazy theme and you know, maybe somebody patched this design together, use Checkout WC at checkoutwc.com and make that checkout experience more streamlined. Let's get to the point, people. The point is, give me the money. Well, give the business the money. Make my checkout process much faster, much more streamlined. You know, it's going to help you start selling more. It's going to build trust with your customers, right? Because they're going to look at this and go, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's easy for me to check out. It's easy for me to give you your money. You know, you get to a checkout and, you're, and it's not even mobile friendly and you're like, God, what is going on? I'm trying to give you money. I just leave at that point, you know, when I'm struggling trying to check trying to check out uh, of somebody's store and I don't want to deal with it. Checkoutwc.com 149 for the year for one install. Updates, support, standard features. You get a 7-day free trial as well. Check it out. Checkoutwc.com. Thank you. Or say thanks to checkoutwc.com for sponsoring the show. All right. So we were talking about uh, the community at large, right? And me personally, as somebody who's been in it now for over a decade, feel like you know, maybe I'm still this outlier in the WordPress world. Have you been watching Westworld <laughs> Outliers? The season finale just happened. So I, even I still feel like, you know, this this outlier. And, and even having these conversations with Amarki Rain and, uh, you know, other folks, especially from Automatic, because I am a critic of WordPress. I'm critical of Matt and, and Automatic. But for all the good reasons, like I, I love WordPress. And I guess this is where maybe I sit between that users group, that extenders group. But I love WordPress for the opportunity that it affords people, human, uh, humanity, right? In, in, in two major areas, you know, and, and, and don't, get my, don't get my messaging mixed up. I am critical because I care about WordPress surviving and thriving. Sure, there's the inside baseball that, you know, sometimes... I'll get rowdy about, but overall, I care about this, this project surviving. But I feel like sometimes, you know, even I am not included in the conversation because I'm not a developer. And that's predominantly where the conversations are happening. That's predominantly where the outcomes uh, derive from is big, you know, sweeping technical 
decisions and features and functions because it's a software product. There's no doubt about it. But I have this, this love for WordPress because I want the opportunity for somebody to have a career, to make a living, and have this natural uh, wheel of giving back. And you know, the, the typical thing is, look, especially these days in America, millions, tens of millions people unemployed because of this pandemic. Who knows how many of them you know, are going to be going back to their old jobs. Well, you can pick up a product, a piece of software like a WordPress, learn how to do things the right way, quote unquote, the right way, you know, learn how to put a site together, learn how to use good themes, decide on great plugins, pick good hosting, buy uh, premium plugins, you know, like search WP, check out w, uh, wc.com from, from good people, right? From those blue collar digital workers, support them, supporting you, providing a great service to a customer, to another business owner, like this perfect wheel of support, humans helping humans and make yourself some side money, right? I don't want to talk about value-based selling right now, right? You know, you sell to a customer who sees the value and you're upselling. Okay, fine. But how many small businesses can you help right now spending a couple of hours as a brand new person, as a web implementer, putting together a site for $250, $500? You're not biting off more than you can chew. You're not promising things that the customer uh, you know could could never expect you know, tons of business seo rankings hey you just need a good business profile you need me to put a gallery up there you own the content and this is where that that user extender in me is saying look use wordpress because it's open source it supports tons of other people it's your platform it's your platform and you care about that make some money you need it. You're out of business. You're unemployed. You're furloughed. That's why I really love and fight for WordPress. And the second major thing is the freedom of being able to have your own platform. Writing your own content. No one can tell you any different. This is yours. These are your words. And you can do that anywhere, <laughs> and you own and you own it. Like, you know, everyone says, "Well, I'm just going to use Facebook." You, know, you see all these business owners now rushing to Facebook. The tools are amazing: the live stream groups, um, you know, uh, obviously video and, and Instagram stories. And there's all these outlets where where people can achieve uh, getting their message out. But that's a finite amount of time. Why put your best content on a social media platform? Especially these words that are archivable, searchable, repurposed, reusable. Hell, even video. WordPress has uh, VideoPress, one of my favorite products, which should be a product on its own. I mean, they just released, I won't say it because it competes against a sponsor of the show today, but they just released a standalone product. Eh, give me the standalone video product. That's what I want. The point is, is I love WordPress for the opportunity that it creates. Not just WordPress is great because I can one-click a, a theme and install this stuff. But because it creates opportunity for different, for different folks with different needs in different times.
And the discussion of community is is one of of grave importance, I think. You know, if if Matt and company want to achieve, and as do I, this this larger presence in the space, how do we connect with more people and make them feel like they're part of this conversation? Right? It's a challenge. I'm not saying it's easy. It's easy to stand on top of a soapbox and say, well, my group is more important than your group. And I'm guilty of that, right? I was just passionate about it. I, I can't help it. Just passionate about it. And when I when I look, and here's the other topic, and this is what I mean, get ready, we're going multidimensional here. And I start looking at things like Elementor, and that's an experience onto itself. And when you look at, you know, when I feel like, you know, my God, I feel I feel like an outlier. How do other people feel? How do other people feel if I if if I feel like an outlier because I've been pouring a lot of my life into WordPress over the last few years, a few years, a decade plus. And when I look at groups and communities being formed around experiences, and you look at Elementor, you know, recently got $15 million in funding. I mean, sky's the limit for these guys and beyond. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to build their own experience. Sure, it's going to be rooted in WordPress. Yes, they'll probably have more than likely 99.9% .9 chance a hosted version uh, that will compete against WordPress itself and Squarespace and Wix. I mean, when you start going down that <clears throat> investor route, that's just the natural uh, progression of all of this stuff. And it just becomes a service, but it's also a service that I think, hey, if they can balance a way of giving back to WordPress. What if Elementor became became their own platform that they open sourced? They could ride the same coattails. But they tailor to people who are building things on the web. And, I, you know, multi-dimension where I start thinking about, look at, look at the advertising that these content management systems do. Elementor is constantly throwing out ads which they shouldn't because I'm a customer. I should not see this stuff. <laughs> you should not be spending your money on me. I'm already a customer. But I look at the marketing that they do, the messaging that they put out. I mean, how much, How? I mean, obviously, Matt and company have uh, the largest uh, mixed brand gray area that they can leverage for WordPress. You know, you could argue they don't need to market because do any kind of marketing or sponsorship because they have all of this. But I mean, how long can they hedge that bet? And I'm not joking when I say, you know, people are start chiseling away at, well, maybe I don't need to look at WordPress anymore. Maybe I just need to look at this Elementor thing. And that starts to slowly erode away at where the attention is focused. I'm not saying it pulls away from WordPress because Elementor will be deeply rooted. But when a human says, well, where am I going to contribute my time? Might contribute my time to this Elementor group, right? Or this freelancing community profile thing that they rolled out a little while ago. Or go to their meetup and not uh, a WordPress Foundation WordCamp. Right? This is just 
little things that add up. Just like you're, you're learning about how viruses spread, <laughs> you know, and how quickly one person talks to another person and by, by, you know, two months in, it's spread all over the place. This is the same kind of effect, obviously not as grave, but it's the same kind of effect that, that I see. I mean, no one ever thought Yahoo would go away, <laughs> right? You'd always be searching in Yahoo. Lycos, really dating myself here. But you always think that these things are too big to fail until they fail. And you're like, well, okay, I, I can see why. But you see where the people move. And, and you know, and another movement that I've been really uh, paying attention to lately are number one, like alternatives to WordPress. And number two, like the, uh, the no-code movement. You know, platforms talking to other platforms through APIs and you're doing things that, you know, maybe you'd pay a developer a few thousand bucks to do. And now it's like, well, if I glue together Airtable and Notion, well, not Notion because they don't have the open API, but if I glue together <laughs> Airtable and let's say Webflow with some Zapier things, like I can do some pretty fun things. I mean, I'm looking at a, a platform the other day, Bubble, uh, Bubble.io. I mean, this stuff is amazing. You can build your own application hosted in their environment. You can copy uh, other applications that people built. I mean, I've, I've seen people build, uh, you know, hyper-local COVID-focused um, support sites without having to know any kind of code. You just kind of learn the bubble platform and there it is, you're a developer. But if this was in the WordPress world, like page builders, people, oh, oh you are not a true developer. And, and, and this is where we get the friction. This is where people feel like they're not included. And these are the things that impact a large community like this. It's humanity. I mean, come on, let's be real. It's humanity. It's not just the WordPress community. This is what happens. We need this chaos to come together and find a, an alternative. And sometimes the alternatives are, hey, I don't need WordPress anymore. But that's fine. WordPress needs to lose in order to figure out what they're doing wrong to gain traction. This is no different than anything else. But the no-code movement, I mean, you could bundle in Elementor in there and it's enabling people to do powerful things that otherwise, you know, years ago, you'd need to have a lot of money, a lot of time, a developer background. And where is WordPress going to, to land in all of this stuff? You know, I've talked about this before years ago, Matt was putting together like these little cohorts, uh, little round tables of enterprise and small business. Uh, I don't know whatever happened with that kind of just went away, you know, and then there was this whole like movement on like design and how people were using, you know, WordPress in the, in the quote unquote real world. And it was like all these high line designers, you know, they were making like this magazine play. It's like, who has money to burn for this stuff? What about the common person building a website, you know, for Joe Schmo down the street trying to make a buck? You know, not these million dollar sites, these art influenced influencers of influencing <laughs> celebrities. I mean, give me a break. That's great. Makes you feel good. Makes your profile stand out. And maybe what? You had a couple million bucks to burn on that on that effort? We'll know when 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 automatic starts throwing down on some advertising and how they advertise 
how they and and which user group they focus on. You know, we always joke about Super Bowl ads, but look at Squarespace, look at Wix, Kevin Hart. I think Wix had Kevin Hart, or was it Weebly that got Kevin Hart? I don't know. They spent some serious bucks, though. And I saw Matt show up on a YouTube ad a couple years ago for like a week. <laughs> but I mean, what? 100 grand on having a production company build and, and do that? I mean, what happened? But you know, the point is not to, you know, to, to point fingers at that. It's just where does the software move? Who does it really attach to in the future? Where are you attached to right now? I'm looking at other CMSs as well, like... Hey, maybe WordPress isn't the thing. <laughs> you know, here I am realizing what a lot of people have realized a year ago. Maybe it's not the thing for a small website. You know, as I've been helping a couple of small businesses in my area try to stay afloat, you know, I said, well, I can get you a, Word, a WooCommerce site up pretty quick. And then it's like, then I started thinking, well, God, now I got to keep these plugins updated. And the customer said that they want MailChimp integration because it goes to their MailChimp list. Then you got to kind of support that. This is all technical overhead. And you just, you start thinking like, man, this, now that I have to keep that updated, safe, secure. What happens when they update? What happens when Gutenberg rolls out? And then you're like, oh God, like this is maybe there's too much stuff here for a small business owner uh, to worry about. So what am I looking at? Am I looking at Statomic? Okay, fine, but that's probably like the, the best one that I've seen so far that still keeps like the plugin and theme concept. But even the install setup is not something that I'm, you know, command line and, and installing these. And then I started looking at craft CMS and it's like, hey, this looks really cool too. Like you can just install it from again the command line. And then but there's then there's no concept of themes. So you have to like roll your own theme. And it's like, well, okay, forget that. <laughs> I don't have time for this, you know? Where is that fine balance between not too much overhead, but ease of use? Is it WordPress? Is it the Elementor experience in the future? Something else. I'd be, I'd be delighted to know what you're using for those types of situations. So anyway, this one article has, you know, dug up just a lot of threads of thought in my mind, it's a great article. Uh, congrats to uh, Mark for putting it together. And I think that's this, uh, this ever-evolving effort. I actually tweeted back to him because I, I had originally totally missed the... I was so focused on the builder being in the user group that I missed his definition of putting podcasters and tutorials in the extender group. And I actually thought that that was an addition. And I tweeted to him, uh, asking him if he had updated that. He said, no, I just originally had missed it. I probably would have had a different reaction in the beginning had I seen that. I don't know. I saw it over the weekend. I had three kids crawling all over me. Cut me some slack. <laughs> it's still a great piece. Um, but again, it's I still see it as a, a piece written and defined through the lens of your typical WordPress, WordPress.org, community member, automatic, developer, designer, like... And then there's the other people. And yeah, we're, we're making strides to show how that all comes together, but still, that's the effect it has. So let me know what you think. If you're still with me, thanks for, thanks for sticking around this long in one of these solo episodes. Um, I need some help on the Business 5000. If you're somebody who, it's a, it's, a, it's a new platform. It's an idea accelerator. That's what I'm calling it. And the idea is you pitch an idea to me, 
I broadcast this to the Business 5000 email list. I put your idea out there. And then everyone sort of chimes in, hopefully, uh, with that feedback. Hey, we like this in your pitch. Hey, we like that in your pitch. We don't like this. We don't know if this will survive. It's an idea accelerator. You have an idea. You haven't got it to market yet. You haven't even built a website for it yet. Pitch your idea over at business5000.com. I need some ideas. Well, I'm all of ideas. Nobody else has submitted an idea. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's nice to see how this is all rolling out. It's my little MVP of MVP ideas. Uh, and you did the Business 5000 for the Business 5000 is, is what I normally say. So check it out, business5000.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks to the sponsors, SearchWP. Check out WC.com, uh, SearchWP.com. Check out WC.com. Thanks for sponsoring the show. All right, everybody. We'll see you in the next episode.